0: Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tackle What's Next, where we chat with athletes and executives about how sport has made a difference and changed the course of their lives and the lessons they've learned in life outside of the game. I'm your host, Danielle Berman Ruiz. I am the CEO and founder of Tackle What's Next, where we work to change the narrative of life after sports, and I'm so excited to have you guys here with us tonight. Tonight, we are talking with Aswan Cruikshank. Aswan is a published author, four-time published author, podcast host, and entrepreneur, uh, and he specializes in new, innovative ways um, around implementing teamwork. So he grew up, actually right down the street from me, in his hometown of Silver Spring, Maryland, and he played football there as well as at Stone. Brook University, where he graduated and started his work as a fitness consultant. He also became a certified college scout. He spent multiple seasons as a high school football coach, and it was during this time that he really found a passion for teaching and inspiring other people. So over those next few years working as an entrepreneur, he authored his first book, Swiftly. Your Guide to Innovative Teamwork, and he started a podcast, which is still going today called Move Swiftly, which further educates business owners around that concept of innovative teamwork. He's a public speaker, so he goes and hosts in-person and virtual workshops for businesses that want to create more sales opportunities, and he has another book, Make Make Your Move, that helps sales leaders teach their teams what and how to sell effectively. Now, on top of all that, he also has been working with athletes in this new world. World of nil we're in the two-year anniversary month right now in july so i'm excited to talk to him today about all of this and his journey and i know you guys are all going to really enjoy this conversation so i'm going to get aswan up on the screen here and we are going to get started with this conversation hello hello
1: What's up? What's up, Danielle? What's up? What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. I've been really, really pumped. Appreciate the intro. I've been really pumped about this all day, so I'm looking forward to oh. talking to you.
0: Oh, same here. I'm so excited that you came on the show. Thanks for giving us some time. I know what we just talked about. You got a lot going on, so I'm excited to dive into it right. uh, and learn more about how you got into it all. So, so let's start from the beginning. I talked about you played football here in the Silver Spring, Maryland area. Yes, sir. Uh, was the DMV, that your f- baby? Yeah, DMV all the way, you know. And uh, was that your first sport? Did you play other sports before football? Like, tell me about that first sports experience for you.
1: That was my first and only sport, my first and only sport. That's it. I was football, football, played a little bit of football. That's it.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And and what, what was it like to take that all the way to college, right? Like, I mean, was it as hard and as like determination required all those skills that people say it is tell me about that experience yeah
1: Yeah, it was very very rewarding for me because you know you gotta understand football is where i got my acceptance i I never was accepted out of any in any other circle but the football field the classroom the teachers wouldn't know i couldn't pronounce my name i would get teased all the time about how funny my name was and Mm -hmm. i never really found a group of friends outside of the football field so football for me was where i got my acceptance now the situation with me like 99 percent of the people that are probably listening to me right now is i wasn't nfl good you know i was a good player but i was not nfl good so i was never going to be good enough to play the game for a check so i had to like you know it's one of those things where you know it's going to happen but you don't want to have to admit it to yourself yeah. but over time you know the day is going to come where hey, I got to, like you say, tackle what's next. I got to figure out what's going to be next. And when I decided to pick a college, a lot of that was going on in my head. You know, a lot of the idea of, look, you know, if I was going to be an NFL guy, I wouldn't have to work so hard to walk on at a Division one school like Stony Brook. I would have the coaches laying things out for me. So, you know, it was a lot of grit, a lot of determination, but very the, – the word is very humbling, mm. very humbling to know – you know I put so much time into this game and just like that high school's over boom you're, you're kind of seeing the end so
0: yeah no no and i want to dive into you know how you continue to grow outside of football mm-hmm. but do you feel like there's an impact that football made on you outside of the sport itself in terms yes. of some of the skills that you're using now
1: one thousand percent i mean it, it taught me i i kind of jokingly say this all the time but It taught me my right and left, all right? I learned my right and left on the football field. I know, you know, even I was on offense, I was an offensive guard, and I know the two back, when it's an even number, the two back goes to the right hole on a 24 dive. If it's 27 dive or 25 dive, he goes to the left side, right? When it comes to the life lessons I've learned, I, I really do believe I'm probably the luckiest man in the world because I played for two programs in particular when I was growing up in Maryland, played for two programs in particular that you can Google right now and they would be their nationally known organizations. And I played with them at that infancy, infancy stage. So mm-hmm. we were just becoming nationally known. And there was a lot of things that the coaches were doing from an innovative standpoint. Like the, the reason I talk about innovative teamwork so much is because the coaches had to do things to help us you know put certain people in position I mean God forbid they actually put me at fullback one time yes. and I to I mean, carried the ball right so the, the point is they had to do things that were going to give the team the best opportunity to win and it wasn't about oh even though we had did have some great players we we were competing against teams that had some like I mean you know DeMatha I mean they had some yeah have some men, have some grown men. Yes. So we had to do things that we're going to at least get us to uh, make the game close. And that's where a lot of the lessons I learned were go way beyond football, you know, just how you compete when you know you're outmatched, but Hey, you're not going to just fold in the towel. You're not going to just quit. You're going to go out there and compete your ASS off. And mm-hmm. then, I do. I know this is Instagram. I got to keep my, <laughs> keep the swearing <laughs> to a minimum. So <laughs> no,
0: that's great. And I, I mean, I think it's, It's super valuable to hear from your perspective, too, because I think a lot of folks might see something as I didn't make it to the league, Mm -hmm. right, as this was a waste of time or I didn't make it and now I wasted my time and effort. It sounds like what you're saying is like, I felt so lucky to be there because I was learning from these incredible people and now I have the skill set to tackle whatever else I'm doing. Uh, Can you tell me, did you have that mindset at the time? Was that something you adopted as you were transitioning into like, college student and thinking about your
1: future uh well you gotta understand i played with nfl talent like the reason a lot of the guys or a lot of the people that you mentioned think it's a waste of time is because they've never had the opportunity to see nfl talent up close i saw nfl talent up close i was i was a senior when jelani jenkins was a sophomore, and I remember seeing him. This wasn't even football stuff. He's taking the ball and just yamming it with two. And they were just playing around in the basketball court. He's taking the ball and yamming it with two hands as a sophomore. Easily nice. the best athlete in the in the entire school. And my coaches would tell me, OK, that's what the NFL looks like. <laughs> he ended up going and playing for the Gators, and then went on to the Dolphins and stuff like that. So when you when you're up close to it and you realize that these guys are human just like us. You don't walk around with this bitter taste in your mouth feeling like, oh, man, I didn't make it, so I'm such a failure. You mm-hmm. met the guys. You know that they're human. They're, you know, Again, they're not, uh, they're not a-holes. They're, they're guys that just work hard just like you. Mm-hmm. And what I took from that, the, the main thing I took from that was understanding that work ethic, hard work, and, and just just doing the best that you can or whatever your ability is. Is going to be enough. You make make it to the league or you don't make it to the league, it's going to be enough if you're putting your all out there for somebody.
0: Yeah, I love that perspective too because I don't think, you're right, a lot of people aren't around the the talent that, you know, they're trying to be at and when you see it, you might be like, all right, this guy works 10 (laughs) times harder than I do or he's just naturally more talented even though I work 10 times harder than him, Mm -hmm. I see what I'm up against. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that perspective Mm -hmm. and, you know, I know you, now are working in entrepreneurship you're helping athletes in nil you've written multiple books how did you go from all right i'm at stony brook i'm walking on the team i know i need to figure out what i'm going to do like how did you get to where you were starting all these different things did you have mentors did you how did you know where to go or what was that process like trying to figure out that next chapter for you
1: it started with setting my goals high right after college, like well, at least during college, the two years I was at Stony Brook, I was a walk on and I felt the pain of selling myself too short mm-hmm. because Stony Brook, I made Stony Brook like a dream school because of the division one aspect to it. But when I got there, to be 100 percent honest with you, at least when I was there, there were i was wondering the division two school that i played at my freshman year i played at a division two school they were i was wondering if that d2 school could beat stony brook all right Mm -hmm. it was talent level was not that far off it would have at least been a close game i'm telling Mm -hmm. you it has been a close game so when i got to stony brook i didn't i wasn't a huge fan of how things were working because you get d2 guys who were just as talented as these division one guys but these division one guys on full scholarship not paying a cent and they still don't pick up their books There's a lot of them didn't take advantage of the opportunity a lot of them were walking around as if they were playing for alabama or if they had an nfl contract waiting for them and it's like you're not that good all right <laughs> you're really just not that good there was some junior college guys that all of a sudden you because you went to a junior college and now you got a full ride you think you're the shit like you think you're the man so after Stony Brook, I was determined to never sell my short myself short again. Never set the bar too low. I would I was never going to make that mistake. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to coach in the NFL. I wanted to be an NFL head coach. I wanted to take it all the way up top, be the next Vince Lombardi, the whole thing, right? And there was this thing called an NFL lockout that happened. That was going on. Great time. Right? <laughs> yeah, great time. It's so I was like, "Okay," I don't know about this dream because as, as much, you know, at that age, you want to meet people, you want to get mentored, you want to get an internship, you want to be somebody's coffee go-getter. I mean, I remember reaching out to people. It's like, hey, can I pick up somebody from the airport? I got to do something. Well, yeah. no one's working in the NFL right now, man. No one's working in the NFL. Uh, so I, I decided to take a – it was a, a all-commissioned position with this company named National Scouting Report in which I would be a scout, a certified scout, all commission work, and I'd go to high school games and I'd watch – just any high school player, so you can play and try to offer them like basically the third-party service like that agent type person now because of that it was all commissioned i had to go get a job that was going to pay me every two weeks so mm-hmm. i decided to work overnight at this gym and then i'm going and recruiting athletes working overnight at the gym recruiting athletes and i said hmm. if i was to create a gym in which all athletes just knew to come to, it would make my life a whole lot easier. And that's when I started my own company, Gym44.com, where coaches coach could just go in and post tryouts and uh, players can come and request and reserve. So that's still, everything kind of started from that, me deciding to do that. Because mm-hmm. when I started that, I got tired of trying to get people to, trying to get coaches to get it. I just got annoyed with it. So I tried to start my own team, named the Ocean City Sharks. And that's when I lost everything, fell flat on my face, car got repossessed, phone, mm-hmm cut off just lost everything but I was able to bounce back because I was I moved into here's what happened after I let go of that I decided to work at a gym and sell gym memberships and there was a situation there was one night where it was really really cold and I realized what I was willing to do for football and fitness and it's cold you know how it gets in Maryland and I said you know what I'm I was what 25 or 26 I said Florida sounds good Florida sounds real good (laughs) Sounds real good. So at that point, I was coaching. A, I was coaching high school. I was volunteer coaching in high school, and I said after the season, I'm out. I'm going to Florida and just hitting the reset button on life. And that's when I finally got the opportunity to work for the Dolphins Foundation. I, I was one of the top sellers there, and I was also a trainer at this gym named Nine Round. And that's when the first book, like the idea for starting my getting my first book out was starting to hit me because I got the position that when I got to the Dolphins, it felt a little bit like Stony Brook where I put so much into being at this pro team, but it just wasn't, you know, when you're making your own money and you're making your own moves, there's no institution that could really give you what that, that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. That's what started to happen. And, I decided to join a group called Toastmasters to develop as a public speaker and I gave a great speech and the, the feedback was look, you gotta get your own book, you gotta get your own intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that from seasoned speakers, it was all entrepreneurship, all entrepreneurship. So that's really how things really started to take off.
0: Nice. No, I appreciate you sharing that and, and talking about kind of the ups and downs of it, because I think a lot of times we hear about the success part of entrepreneurship, right? And the right. fact that it's like, yep, we it's amazing. Look what they built. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't always hear about the journey and the the downs that come with entrepreneurship every day, right? Even if you're at the top, there's going to be tough days for you. Um, and there's no off switch. So I think thats it's great that you were able to to reset and kind of grow and learn from some of those things, and I think it's 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 great to share those stories because I don't think we hear enough about the I don't want to say negative side of entrepreneurship. It's just a natural part of it, but just the mm-hmm. the challenging side of it. It's not yeah. like sitting at home on your computer being like made million dollars overnight guys i can set my own schedule and go to abisa now it's it's all good like no it's it's very different from that and i think mm-hmm. we glorify entrepreneurship and some people want the glory and not the work so i appreciate you talking about all the work you were putting in mm-hmm. and all the jobs you we were doing and, mm-hmm. and all that went into it yeah. uh it's a it's a big thing i think that's misconceived you know around around the word entrepreneurship even. absolutely
1: because we have this thing called social media and everything <laughs> yep. is so idiot that so many people don't understand the real work that goes into creating a lifestyle that you imagine i don't i mean listen it is a lot of stuff you got to do you got to sleep it you got to eat it you got to breathe it you got to commit your very being all the way through like you even you you know you know it is like when it comes to what you're doing with taco what's next you got to eat this thing man. you got to breathe it. You got to love it to the point yeah. where this is what I do. This is what I do. It, it becomes who you are.
0: Totally. And <laughs> I think that ties back into being an athlete too, in a way, it's so yeah. relatable to the fact mm-hmm. that it's a very similar mindset of like, if you want to be successful, you have to be all in. And so I, I wonder how you feel like your athlete experience and really setting the bar high prepared you for this. Mm-hmm. And, what advice maybe would you give to athletes who want to get into something outside of their sport in entrepreneurship or, or, you know, anything kind of big movement that they want to create. Do you have any advice for someone that's like, I would love to, I'm ready to put in the work, but I still know where to start.
1: Two words, be yourself. I love it. I mean. Yourself. Uh, I, I, I can't simplify it anymore. I, I get, I say it and it sounds simple, but it's not an easy thing. Especially being a former athlete, okay, I get it. We look up a great deal to the Patrick Mahomes. We've been taught, we've been—it's been in our head—to look up to these and glorify these athletes, glorify the ones that you see on TV. I get it. I've been there. My room was filled with posters of NFL players, NBA players. D like I was huge Iverson fan. All that, but. You've got to be yourself. All right. I know it's very challenging to do, but you got to be yourself. You got to go out there and you got to make sure that you're showing up as authentically as humanly possible. When you show up as authentically as humanly possible, people will feel it on you and you'll know, you'll know right away whether you're for them or you're not for them. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not for a certain person, that's better off because you do not want to make the mistake I did and waste your time with people who really are are trained to ignore all the hard work you're putting in like for example I was at Stony Brook I was a walk-on I was not the typical recruit that they really cared if I was there or not now I still made the travel squad I still did what I had to do and I still worked hard to you know get where I was at but at the end of the day their interest was in scholarship guys and at the time what happened was Hofstra cut their program so Mm. they were interested bigger programs they're interested in guys that were messing up at alabama and hopefully they transferred to stony brick and all that so the guys that were walking on they were just all right well they're here happy to have you but at the end of the day we're not you're not really our concern
0: mm-hmm. i appreciate that advice because it is simple right mm-hmm. but again simple doesn't mean that it's easy to do. And I think a lot of people say be yourself or your authentic self, but that takes a lot of work to be your authentic self and to take the time to explore like, what am who am I and what do I like and what and what person, what people around me, what person around me do I vibe with and who do <laughs> I want to work with? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time. And so I I appreciate that advice because I think it's really encapsulates, it's a simple phrase, but encapsulates kind of a lifelong journey of self discovery that all of us should be making.
1: Um,
0: And I think it's so fitting that it's again, not just about being an entrepreneur, but it's about figuring out what you want to do with your life. Maybe it's not entrepreneurship. You you won't know unless you understand what you want and who Mm -hmm. you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And then I would just add to that, like be yourself and also, take action. You know, if you're just sitting on the sidelines saying, gosh, I wish someone would come to me and offer me this opportunity to start a business. Like that's not how it works. Like you said, you went out there and you were like, all right, I think this gym is a great idea. Let's start it. Let's get it going. And mistakes are going to be made, but if you're never going to learn, you're never going to get it going. If you're waiting for the perfect moment and the perfect opportunity. Um, so it's, it's twofold, but I think the first part is you have to know what you want and that's, you know, knowing who you are. So I appreciate that advice.
1: goes hand in hand so if you really are being yourself and this is this is the test you will take action if you're being yourself you're going out you're trying and like i remember starting gym 44 and hearing so many people tell me oh that doesn't make sense or this doesn't work none of that mattered i went out and i still took action i believe it was mark cuban who said follow your effort not your passion you know when Mm. you put effort you're Go out and see. It won't be enough for someone to tell you, "Oh, that's a bad idea." It won't be enough for someone to tell you it's a good idea. You're gonna go out and see if it's a good idea. You're gonna go out and get the answers yourself by taking action. That's what you're gonna do.
0: I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I want to talk about the podcast. I want to talk about the work you're doing as a speaker and and the clients on the athlete side that you're working with around the ni um, on the L, nil side. Excuse me. Yes. So tell me about the podcast. Like, what's the goal with the podcast? What are you trying mm-hmm. to do? And and what's what's
1: why podcasting tell me why uh, so the podcast came out very si- kind of simultaneously with the first book the name of the first book is swiftly your guide to innovative teamwork and the acronym for swiftly is skilled well-informed front team so you get your skilled workers which are like your dbs your running backs receivers that the, they make great athletes in any sport just like uh great salesman or a great carpenter or a great cosmetologist. Then you get your well-informed athletes, which is, or well-informed workers, which is WI, quarterbacks, tight ends, linebackers, the people that are responsible for putting the skill positions in the right situation. And then you get your front team workers, the big boys, the offensive linemen. You don't really care about them unless they gave up a sack uh, <laughs> or a molding, something like that. It's the same as in your working world. You only care about the people who are cleaning up the bathrooms and cleaning up the windows. You only care about them when something is dirty or, you know, you get something in your eye, whatever it is. Right. So I had that one word swift and have to finish out the word, and this is how it all kind of came together. I was watching Clemson versus Ohio State. The, it was the semifinals playoff game. And this is when Trevor Lawrence was on the team. And Trevor Lawrence, I mean, did the, the, the dude like he's still that guy, right? Yeah. He's a quarterback. And, you know, they, I believe they blitzed him or something like that. And Trevor Lawrence takes off down the sideline and he's just as fast as his receivers. So that's why I had that L-Y, lift yourself. If you're a well-informed worker, you wanna be just as skilled as the, as the skilled workers. If you're a front-team worker, you wanna constantly lift yourself and get better. So that that book I put out was only like 60 pages and I put a I put 365 lines in the book. In which you can write down how you added your ly mm. so really just an app. Like it's almost like an appetizer not even an appetizer so because that was such a short and quick read that's where the podcast came in because what happened was i was going to had all this set up i was like look i'm gonna go sell the book here i'm gonna be a vendor at this game and do all this stuff and then there was this virus you might have heard of named coronavirus. Great time <laughs> that to <me> again. <laughs>
0: That's what happened. I'm like, yo, what? come on. I'm like,
1: what's yeah, up, baby? Exactly. Like, like, come on. Every time I get some momentum going, you got to put some natural disaster. But anyway, we won't, <laughs> we won't get on there. <laughs> so uh, what happened was, like I mentioned, I was going to Toastmasters, and I had all these speeches ready to give, and then because I couldn't give the speeches live, uh, my friend Taj, actually, you might have met Taj Deshaun. Yeah. He was telling me, yo, you should start a podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I got the money for it. He goes, man, that is free. Just go to anchor.com and just start recording. So I was recording and I was just putting my speeches out there for a long time. It was only like once a month. And then a, a former teammate of mine who, you know, the late a late teammate of mine who passed away <laughs> recently named Akeem. Actually, you might know him Akeem Hebron. Mm. He, uh, He messaged me and he goes, yo, I'm listening to your podcast, bro. And this was like one of them top dudes, like first team All-American. And he was, you know, once he messaged me and I was like, man, Akeem is messaging me about my podcast. And I asked him to come on. And from there I started having more guests and, you know, my public speaking ability, my ability to do stuff like this, just started to get better and better and better. And to the point where it just got addicting. Like I got, I have over 400, close to 430 episodes right now. And more of those that haven't been released yet. I mean, just constantly Mm -hmm. going at it. And the way it helps me personally, like I would like it to do better when it comes to listenership, but I know that there's a lot of different podcasts and I'm not as well known yet. But what it does for me is it helps me when I go and give workshops, when I go like what I used to do, with Positive Coaching Alliance, I was a trainer for them. And I would go and give workshops on how to be better athletes, how to teach our athletes a lot better. And now I'm able to branch out on my own and as a teacher and so many different ways that has helped me develop as a public speaker when it comes to that impromptu speaking. And that that is a very important skill in entrepreneurship that a lot of people take for granted is that your ability to be a public speaker is, is paramount. It's paramount yeah. because you able to communicate exactly what you want so you don't confuse people so that's that's kind of what the podcast has done for me
0: yeah I love it and I think the resource of podcasting like you said it's it's not only being able to build your speaking and, and be able to grow from that angle but also just to be able to meet people and bring people on and share their stories I mean just like what we're doing now right it's it's an opportunity to connect with someone build a relationship and also share a story that you think is valuable and exciting and I think that's a really great thing for folks to be thinking about. If you're an athlete and you're interested in something like it's free to start a podcast and, and start to talk to people and learn more mm-hmm. about a subject through that or to explore something you've been trying to do on the speaking side. So I and love connect, that.
1: And that like, if you, if you see somebody that you want to work with, that's such a great first step. Hey, would you like to be on my podcast? And then you get an idea of, can you work with this person you get an idea can you communicate? what exactly would it be like if we were to have this conversation every day how great would it be and just it's recorded so go back and listen to it let's say the person never speaks to you again go back listen to the recording take some notes figure out what you could do better and then just like in sports get your behind back up try again i love it
0: (laughs) i love it it. and i know we're close to time i want to ask you about the nil stuff you're doing with athletes as well before we Mm -hmm. wrap up so did that come from speaking in the workshops, trying to help athletes kind of find their brand and their voice? Um, tell me a little bit about that before we close yeah. out here.
1: That that came from me, again, putting my money where my mouth is. I'm constantly talking about how athletes need to be getting better. I'm constantly talking about my college experience. I mean, I, this is, I talk about this stuff literally all the time. And mm-hmm. opportunity came when I, you know, I was able to save up enough or be in a position where I could financially be – I mean, I'm not – Dick sporting because I'm not gonna give you uh, buy you a car or anything like that. But when, <laughs> when I was in a position with my business to where I could do something, even if it's a product-only deal, I said, "All right, how am I gonna how am I gonna help and give back to the college athletes, at, or find another another Aswin, another grinder at the collegiate level?" So the way it works with me when it comes to NIL, there's two ways. There's the me doing a deal with an athlete. I do that every month. I pick an athlete of the month and I give them what I call a Plus LY bundle, which is a copy of the six figure athlete, a pair of boxing gloves, and wait, 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 wait. so they get a copy of
0: there you go. Six figure athlete,
1: yeah, of Make Your Move, and then they get a pair of boxing gloves with this plus LY logo. Love it. So I give them that, and then I also pay them to post about the products, and then I'll pay them just to like it's depending on the athlete, I'll pay them something so they have it because. Those products are going to actually make you better. You know, I'm not a soda brand. I'm not going to tell you to go drink soda or anything (laughs) like that. This is is something that you can be, that you should be wanting to do without me giving it to you for free. So that's what I'll do directly with the athletes. Now, recently, I've actually started working with collectives. And if you go to makeyourmove.com, you'll Mm -hmm. see hit the shop button, You'll see that I've tweaked my shop to where if you buy certain products, a portion's gonna go to certain collectives. Okay. So let's cool. Let's say it's the univer. Actually, I spoke to the University of Maryland. The University of Maryland has a collective. They go to Make You Move Shop. They say, okay, you buy the Plus LY bundle for 150 bucks. Fifty dollars goes to the collective. Just let them know that we bought it, and then that grows their that grows their fundraising efforts. And I do that deal with multiple schools. Yeah really figure out you know just like networking the power of networking the power of working with certain schools we can start to grow things
0: oh I love it and I think it's so awesome to see someone with your background as an athlete and understanding this world right just being able to support the next generation here of kids coming out because it's it's confusing and there's a lot out there so to have like a mentor and someone that can help them with the resources you're putting together is super awesome so Um, I know we're over time, but I want to talk, just give you a chance to talk about anything coming up for you, Mm -hmm. where people can find you. I know you just mentioned Make Your Move website, but the best way for people to connect with you if they want to hire you for a workshop or an athlete wants to find you around NIL, maybe grab a book, um, give us the best places to find you or anything Mm -hmm. you want to shout out
1: you just said it dot com. make your move it is the first hit when you go to google you'll see my website is the first hit if you just if you google the name as one crookcheck now there's going to be a ton of stuff that comes up i post a video every single day on youtube it's over 600 videos on youtube on me i do podcasts like i said podcast comes out five days a week i try to post here as frequently as i can linkedin i'm available and we'll get this so i just i just actually joined twitter two weeks ago so I'm, <laughs> I actually you know it was this it was this i was like man I should probably, like, it was working with all these collectives and i was like oh you know i should probably join twitter so i'm on there same uh same handle swift there underscore you go. or just google me i'm googleable and you'll you'll you're not gonna beat another Aswan coaching that, I, that
0: I, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sure there's not too many right. with your name spelled the way it is uh, but yeah right. no we we appreciate that we will definitely plug the website all your social <laughs> handles um, this was such a blast thank you so much for taking the time out to join us and guys follow yes. Aswan go to his website. The podcast, like he said, tons of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Every day you can listen to a new one, uh, and uh, definitely thanks for taking the time out. I wanted to be here tonight.
1: Likewise, likewise, you guys keep doing what you're doing too, man. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of your work as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, and have a great rest of your night.
1: All right, right now. Thanks everybody
0: for joining. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Time Out with Tackle What's Next. I hope you guys enjoyed the show and that you learned a lot from our awesome guests. Please don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can reach even more incredible listeners just like you. And be sure to share with a friend who you think would love this conversation. A huge thank you to Axel Oldmark and Matthew Cahan from Team Tackle What's Next for their help editing this series. We'll see you next time for another Time Out with Tackle What's Next.